0: Hey guys, Kathleen Carnally here. We are going to be picking it up today in James chapter five, starting in verse fourteen, and we're going to be talking about sickness, the prayer of faith, and a lot of very important things. So go ahead and grab your Bible, maybe a pencil, a notebook, and I'll open us up in song. There is a name I love to hear. I love to sing its word, it sounds like music in my ear, the sweetest name on earth, oh how I love Jesus, oh how I love Jesus. because he first loved me thank you god that we can know you because you first knew us that we can love you because you first loved us fill us with your word today by the power of your holy spirit we give you all the glory and praise forever in jesus name amen so open your bible with me to james chapter 5 and we'll start with verse 14 is any sick among you let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the lord so james is instructing us of what to do if there are sick among us and what does he say he says let them call for the elders of the church which insinuates that you don't necessarily have to get yourself to the elders they come to you I remember a few years ago, a friend of mine was really concerned because her whole family was really sick and she couldn't get them all to church. They were just exhausted. I mean, they were sick. And she said, Kathleen, what do I do? I can't get there for prayer. And I said, you don't have to go find them. They come to you. And this verse popped in my head and reminded me how it says, if you are sick, you call for the elders. They come to you and they will pray for you. And what that means is that the elders of the church aren't always just going to be praying for people when everyone's there for worship time or for prayer or for Bible study, but sometimes they have to go to the people. They go to the homes. They go to the hospitals. They go where the need is. And really, we all want to have that heart to go where the need is and to not necessarily expect the need to come to us. We live in a sick, dying world. Because of something called sin. And like Jesus said, it is the sick that need a physician. And as followers of Christ, we are called to go out into the world, bringing the cure, the remedy, the life-saving gospel of Jesus Christ. Moving on into verse 15. And the prayer of the faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he had committed sins they shall be forgiven him. So the prayer of the faith can save the sick. And we also see how it says, if he had committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. This connection between sickness and sin reminds me of when Jesus healed the man sick of the palsy, meaning he was paralyzed. Turn with me over to Matthew chapter nine, starting in verse one. And he entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. So just like we saw in James how faith is a key element, we see how it is pointed out here that Jesus saw their faith. And then he says, thy sins be forgiven thee which outraged the scribes. We read in verse three, and behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, this man blasphemeth. It was one thing for Jesus to heal, but then it was a whole other thing for him to link it with the forgiveness of sins. That's where the real offense came. And unfortunately, it's still very offensive to many people today. Of course, Jesus knew what they were thinking, And he addresses it here in verse four. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil? Or why are you thinking evil in your hearts? For whether or which is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee? Or to say, Arise and walk. So he makes an even stronger link between the sin, the sickness, and the forgiveness. And as if that wasn't offensive enough, Jesus goes on to tell them that the very reason he said this was so that they would know that he has all power and authority to do this. Verse six says, but that ye may know that the son of man hath power on earth to forgive sins. And then he said to the sick of the palsy, arise, take up thy bed and go unto thine house. And he arose and departed to his house jesus has all power and authority over sickness and disease mental and physical and over every sin he took it to the cross and he paid for it he rose again and he conquered it first peter 2:24 says who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. It is because of sin that sickness and death entered into this world. But we know the one that conquered sin, death, and the grave. And in him is healing and life eternal. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Sin does have consequences. And we do see a correlation throughout the scriptures with sin and sickness and death. But we see here back in James chapter 5, verse 15, how he says, The prayers of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And then it says, If he had committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. And I circled the word if there in my Bible because it is important to understand that it is not always the cause of it. Sometimes our bodies are just weak and frail, especially the older you get. And yes, that is due to sin as far as sin entering into the world. And we live in a fallen creation that there is disease. But my point being is that it is not always your personal sin that caused a sickness. Like it says here, if he had committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. There are some that would say that all sickness is directly due to a result of sin in your life. And while it is true that sin can cause sickness and disease, for example, the Lord told us not to commit fornication or adultery. And yet if you live that lifestyle and you sin against the Lord, your chances of getting an STD is now very high, or harboring bitterness or unforgiveness in your heart. It can cause you to get literally physically sick. However, Jesus makes it very clear that sickness is not always a direct result of your personal sin. He says in John chapter 9, starting in verse 1, And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents? that he was born blind. Jesus answered neither hath this man sinned nor his parents but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. So we need to leave that judgment up to the Lord for it is not ours to judge. But instead let's focus on what James tells us on what our response to sickness should be. Verse 16 he says, confess your faults one to another and pray One for another, that ye may be healed. So, first, we are to confess to God, yes, but this is telling us to confess to one another. Remember how we've talked in the past, how God gives grace to the humble? Well, when we humble ourselves like this and confess to one another and be transparent with each other, something very powerful happens. That's where the grace is. And then it tells us to pray. Pray to God, yes, but pray for each other. That takes sacrifice, time, and effort. That takes loving and serving one another. And then when we've had the humility of confession and sacrificial love through praying for each other, if the Lord wills, we will hear from heaven and see that healing. Verse 16 continues on and says, The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Fervent, meaning intense, passionate, can even mean hot or burning, which totally reminds me of that scripture where Jesus says, I would rather you hot or cold. This is how we want to pray. That says the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Well, who is a righteous person? It is someone who is faithful to God. And we see that all throughout scripture. Remember, Abraham's faith was counted unto him for righteousness. A faithful person is seen as righteous before God because of what Christ did for us. The Bible says his righteousness is imputed to us when our faith is in him. Faith and righteousness. We know God loves to respond to that. And just like we need the prayer of faith to save the sick, the prayers of the righteous availeth much. So may we be people of prayer who live and walk in faithfulness to our God, remembering these three things that we talked about, confessing our sins in humility, sacrificial love and prayer for one another. This is church And it is then that we will see his healing, his goodness, and his glory in the land of the living.